What the fuck, America? Hi, guys. This is episode 11. Sometimes we serve coffee, sometimes cocktails, always an opinion. This is Kitchen Table Conversations. So today, we are here in separate places, yep. but still in Texas. <laughs> we stay on track better when we're in separate places. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true. It's like a yeah, phone call, I guess. I can't yeah. say I prefer it, but still. <laughs> so what'd you do this week? Well, I got a new job. And did I talk about that last time? I don't think so. Yeah, I got a new job, so I gave my notice, and my boss has been very upset, so it's been kind of purgatory for a few days, oh, and no. it's going to be worse. I mean, he was like, <laughs> I think he said like three times, you're not going to last six months at that job, and I said, well, I'm not going to last 12 more days here if you keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel bad for him because it put him in a bad mind, but, you know. There were circumstances that I had to look out for myself. I don't think Correct. that he has the capacity to see that other people's lives are as important as his life. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's going to miss out on the banter between you two. Because <laughs> he feels like you're his friend. Well, to some degree. But he also feels like he can treat me like shit. And, you know, honestly, I feel like I can treat him like shit, too. And it's like a bad relationship. Yeah, so we, that you need yeah. to get out of. And I mean, I've I've gone. He's like, you should have come to me. And I'm like, dude, I, I have texts. I, I've come to you. I can't even count how many times. Wow. But he doesn't recognize it. No, he doesn't. You know. So what are you going to do? I just need to move on. Yeah. And my new job is going to give me 100% paid health care, which I've never had. I, it has like a retirement plan. and That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like things that you need. And, you know, that's, the, that's your job. Your job should have that. You have, you, it's not like you're, you know, a um, barber or something, and most of those places don't have insurance and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, I'm a professional. Right. It should, you know, not that barbers aren't professional, but they... It's still, like, in that industry, in the beauty industry, no one even, you know, thinks that there's going They're to get health care as part of their job. Right, right. right. With well, your in, in family law, and when you work for solo practitioners or attorneys, a lot of the time you don't get it. But when you get to the level that I'm at, when you've been doing it for, like, 17 years, you can get a job with... With that much experience, you can get a job with health insurance. I'm switching um, types of law. So I'm going into education law, and I've always done family law. So it's going to be different, and I'm going to have a big learning curve, and I'm a little bit scared of it, but I'm just going to hunker down and figure that shit out. <laughs> I love learning new things. That's what you're going to be doing. As long as I meet everybody's expectations. So, you know, that's the fear is that I won't be fast enough or I detailed enough or you know it's just stressful it is yeah. but you'll be fine you're smart girl i've always been able to do what i had to do that's right that's right and you'll <laughs> be able to do it yeah it's funny at 50 i'm like i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> but i think everybody's scared at 50 about things at any age if they make a right. big change in their life oh, yeah because at 50 is when i moved to managing somebody else's business and I was the same way is that 
I thought, okay, I, I have higher expectations of myself at this point. Like I should know everything that I'm going into this job for. And it was still, I don't know, it was very hard. It's hard. The older you get, switching jobs, doing that. And, and also even getting a different job because they look at you differently. Yeah, and I, I, I know that my coworker who is 66, and she's very youthful, she's worried about finding something else too probably. 66, she should be retiring. Well, I know, but she doesn't want to retire. She wants to work part-time and still have some income. She's really right. very much younger than her age. I can only hope that I'll be like that. Yeah, hopefully that somebody will see that in, in her. Yeah. You know, and see she's that very she's, reliable. What she's bringing, right, see what she's bringing to the table. Yeah. And, and if she just wants part-time or something, that, that's a really helpful thing for yeah. some employee, employer. Yeah, and she's an account, she's the accountant, so she needs to find like some kind of bookkeeping gig. Right. That would, but there's lots of boutique law firms around if she wanted to do a law firm, but if she wanted to do any kind of accounting, she could go to any kind of business. Does she know how to do QuickBooks? Yeah. One of my friends back in South Carolina, she started teaching QuickBooks for QuickBooks online. Oh, wow. So tell her about that. I will. I'm going to see her today. We're going to go buy him birthday gifts. Okay. Because it's his birthday yesterday. and So, yeah, do that. Have her call. It's, I don't know. You can, it's management, help, whatever. Just look it up and she can do that. And Ooh. it's a it's a great gig and she can decide to do it when she wants to do it. That's how I made friends with this girl because um, I needed to learn QuickBooks. So then she came to my office and was teaching me QuickBooks and I finally just like threw up my hands and she says, okay, I will do your QuickBooks if you give me, you know, I, I, we trade it. We trade yeah. it stuff. So that's how we became friends. And, anyway. then she st- and then she started doing this other gig, and, and you're aware of it. Oh, yeah. No, that was her gig is to teach QuickBooks online. And she okay. does it to, and she'll go to your house and teach you, or she'll go to your business and teach you how to do it, or that's your so receptionist cool. or whatever. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Well, what's happened with you this last week? Yeah, nothing. nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's a good thing. No, I'm I'm teasing. We just, you know, we lived in this RV park that I'm not comfortable with. I feel like I'll post one of the signs in here, and I just don't feel like it's a very friendly environment. Like one of the signs said, and he has it out and. It's the walkway to the little pond that they have, right? Well, this guy seems to think he owns that walkway. And it says something like, you are no longer a trespasser. You you are now a target. Oh, my God. I know. And is that like an, a person in an RV that posted that sign? Yeah. They don't own that park. Right. And I'm just, you know, I feel like they that's just. A th- that's a threat. I know. And you should he's call got the these police. Big, he's got around here. <laughs> I know, he's got these. There, everybody has these flags with the A car, A those big guns. Ugh. I don't even know my guns. They are AR fifteen or whatever. Yes, that fucking thing on is. the flag that says "Come and take it." 
And I just find it just, I'm just not happy I just, here. I so have fantasies about like stomping the balls of men like that. <laughs> right? I exactly. Do. It just makes me angry and I don't want to start anything. Like, you know, this is Wilson's career and yeah. he will be blackballed. Like if people knew he would be blackballed. So yeah. we just really can't antagonize you anybody. Just have to tolerate that shit. Right. And but Ugh. there's just too many of those flags around here. I don't like it. So, so we is had there to wait. Alternative uh Yeah. A- area. Yeah. We have some friends that live in another one and we've been waiting to get in uh, and finally a spot opened up. Oh, that's good. So we're gonna be moving there next Sunday. I'm excited about oh, I'm that. I'm excited for you. I hope it, I so, hope it's much better. I think it will be. All it those looks fuckers like can an, live together and yeah. have their cult. <laughs> right. Have their all their Trump cult. Yeah. And that's what it is. I'm not exaggerating, or, nor am I just saying that. I mean, the Trump signs are plentiful oh, yeah. around here. I mean, it's over, guys. Right. Somebody didn't tell him it's over. Oh, no. They, he has a huge <laughs> banner on the fence that says Trump 2024. Oh. And then the, that guy down the street with the big Trump banner on his, uh, on his fence that has the Pence crossed out. Just got to love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Pence just turned into the enemy somehow. It's amazing to me. It really uh, is. What do you think? Okay, so Derek Chauvin has oh yeah. been, he's going, he's going to jail, right? Yeah. I don't know what he got. I don't know even They know. didn't sentence him yet, did they? I don't think so. Well, last time I didn't know he'd been convicted. Right. So I watched a thing, something on the news about sentencing and how it's done there. And it seemed to me that the most he could get by that judge would be 40 years. The, yeah, but he could do, he, but I think it's without parole, right? Uh, yeah, I think so too. But I don't think they can do the maximum for each of the things he was convicted of back to back. I think they have to pick the maximum for the highest one he was convicted of. And that's oh, okay. the most he can get. Well, then what was the point of all the, of, of the making him guilty of all of them? If it wasn't for sentencing purposes. Well, they can pick the lowest one, too. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, and the lowest <laughs> one, it could be no jail time with a $10,000 fine, is what my understanding. Oh. The manslaughter one? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't think they but, will. You know, this world would, would catch on fire if that happened. <laughs> As rightfully it should. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, my, my next question was, then they started, and I completely forgot because my mind was completely directed at Derek. So (laughs) I completely forgot about the other officers. They had to wait for this guy to be convicted. And now, I mean, they may not even, they may all plead. They'll plead. They'll all plead, I would think. I feel yeah. bad for the uh, one, you know, I hate to say I feel bad for the cops in this situation, any cop in the, uh, that no, was the at that rookie? scene. I feel kind I, of I bad, feel bad for that, for that rookie. rookie. Yeah. That was, a, that was a hostage situation for him. Like, right. what the hell was he supposed to do? Right. I mean, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He didn't know what he was doing. Right. He was... He, he was in training, right? Is he right. in training? He was in training. This is real life, guys. Mm-hmm. This is real life. So in real life, this guy is a trainee, and you do what the fucking boss says right. when you want this job. And yeah, and he even was probably though scared in your shitless. Heart, right. Even though in your heart and your mind you're thinking, 
that something's not right here, it, you know in the real world that you had no place of saying anything. Well, he needs to be say, singing that song. You know, he needs to be telling him. Like, yeah. he needs to be, even if it makes him look a way he doesn't want to look or... This might not be, I mean, clearly this won't be his career anymore anyway. He's right. not going to be a cop, I don't think. <laughs> not at all. And not nor would all. he want to be if he was a sane human being after that experience. Exactly. He's, uh, so I'm saying like he might be, he might even have some PTSD after this. Oh, sure. And like you said, he was, he's not going to want to stay in this position. I'm curious to know the rank of each of the guys at that scene. Yeah. And, and to me, the lower your rank, the lower your level of responsibility. Though, I mean, the manslaughter could have, uh, negligent homicide or, you know, I'm not sure. I don't think they have that there. The whole manslaughter thing where you unintentionally kill someone could be killing them by neglect and and not intervening. Right. You know, so there was a duty to intervene. Uh, even a little bit, I mean... You don't have a duty to intervene with the cops, but a cop could have a duty to intervene with another cop. Yes. I don't think a regular civilian has a duty to intervene with a cop and could ever be, should ever be prosecuted for not intervening with the bad behavior of a cop. Right. I mean, I, I'm thinking that they're all going to plead manslaughter. Yeah. And they're all going to do time. I think you're right about the level of what they were in, like what level of policing and how long they've been a police officer. Yeah, how many years of experience they had. and Right. You know, maybe how new they were to that department. I mean, all that stuff is pertinent. And when they came on scene, were they uh, on scene from the beginning? They didn't send, you know, five cops for some guy with a $20 bill. Right. With a right. fake $20 bill. They did not. So somewhere along the line, somebody asked for backup is what I'm thinking. And so, yeah. Or, and I think people who were standing around were calling the cops because of what Derek Chauvin was doing. Oh, yeah. So they were calling the cops on the cop. Right. And the 911 operator. She was, yeah, the police dispatcher. She was like, something's not right. This isn't right. You know, she, she was on trial. And the EMS she was a chick, too. Right. And the EMS chick, like, so... She was standing there filming him and arguing with him, saying, yeah. you have to... This is, you know, telling him, right, in real time. You can't... You're doing the wrong thing. You have to, you have to give him CPR. You have to... She was telling him right, right there in real time. And he was, you know, Derek was the lead on that, and he was just refusing everybody. Mm -hmm. That's where... That's why, rightfully so, he should have gotten what he got, and he did. But yeah. He should have gotten first-degree murder, I think. Yeah, but isn't that premeditated? And that well, situation he knew the guy. wasn't have been. He did he knew know the guy. Him, but he didn't plan it or premeditate Okay, that. second He took murder. a chance. So a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to kick I just want to kick him in the balls. This is the theme of this one is kick him in the balls. <laughs> I must be an angry right? person. Listen to my, yeah. my themes of the week every time are pretty mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, listen, what do you think of, did you see the one where the girl was shot and killed that had the knife? 
Yes, but, you know, I couldn't tell what was going on in that video. No, I'm not all about that one. I think you have to stop somebody from killing somebody else. Right. If you look at the video, it looks like, and I'm not saying it does, but, and they are not going to say whether mm -hmm. she was or not, as in the people that were congregating at the time. She had a knife. Right. Okay, this police officer was trying to protect the other woman that the girl right. was going after with the knife. Who was and also black. She was, so they were protecting a black right. person. Right. Not just assaulting a black person. Or killing, actually. Killing a, a black person. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. But I, but I don't about the Dante Wright. I mean, that was wrong. How many times is that going to happen? You know? Right. I thought it was yeah. my taser. Bull fucking shit. You didn't think it was your yeah. goddamn taser? Right. That's why, I mean, we got to take this, folks. You got to take this incident by incident. Right. Because this girl, you know, they're, they're propping her up like she didn't do anything wrong. But she did. She had a knife in her hand. She was going at people. You can see that part on the video. She was not listening to the police officer. She was running the other way or still, it looks like she's still going at that other girl. She was having a altercation with people. That's why the police were called. Right. I mean, that, that incident, I feel like that cop had. Now, do I think cops should automatically bring out a gun? No. But a taser, you know, or a taser would have worked in that situation. Maybe they should have tried the taser first. Right. That's what if I'm it got thinking. her, if it got her off the other girl, yeah, you know. So I mean, maybe there is when you when we think about it that way. I mean, they should have a duty to try non-lethal if it's possible and right. if it makes sense. Yes, you know, if they can explain why that didn't make sense in a way that makes sense, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because there's like the reasonable man test in the law, you know. Uh, it wasn't reasonable what Derek Chauvin did. And no. we all saw it, and we all knew it wasn't reasonable. Unfortunately, we can't trust the cops to apply equal, uh, like, as a group. We can't trust them to apply the same treatment to black people and white people. And if we could, then it would be easier to say take each one case by case, you know? Right. I just saw this video of this woman. I, I mean, she was mentally ill, maybe. But she was sitting in the street. She was a clean, she was a clean, good-looking lady, sitting in the middle of the street, and the cops were there. And this other lady approached and was like, "I'm intervening. I'm a social worker. You know, I don't want her to get shot because the the lady sitting in the road was black, and it was before the verdict. And so, like, the lady was yelling, you know, I'm protesting for George Floyd. Well, just some random place in the middle of the fucking road all by herself. She was, like, protesting <laughs> the thing about George Floyd. You can't just use George Floyd as an excuse to fucking act out and do crazy shit and obstruct the traffic. And, you know, you're having a mental breakdown, clearly, right? But this other lady intervened that was also a black lady. And she was cussing the cops out so bad. She's like, you motherfucking pigs. And she was screaming these obscenities at them and wow. saying, don't you touch her and don't you ever touch me and I'll say whatever I want. And, you know, she was just so wrong what she was saying to those cops. And she was like, 
everybody, someone's videoing this. If you hurt me, you're going to jail. And I was thinking, well, here's an example of this going the wrong way, too. The wrong way in the other way. Right. You know, because they weren't doing anything to her or keeping her from that behavior. Well, because they're afraid. Yeah. You know, because if they do anything, they could get in trouble. Well, and, and, but maybe they should feel that way because they've been killing black people for a really long time. Right. You know? well, so I don't know the answer yes, to that. But what happens when you, it goes so far to the point where the police don't want to police? Well, right. I mean, that's what's going to happen is that they're just, they're already They'll throw their hands up and say, I can't deal with this situation because I might get thrown in jail. But that doesn't give us a solution for them shooting black people. And they've been doing that for so long that, you know, if it has to go in the other direction, it's their fucking fault for that. Yeah. I don't well, know they the do answer. Have to, I mean, the answer is retraining. Everybody needs to be retrained. Yeah. I mean, society needs to be retrained. You don't yeah. call the police for mental illness. We need to, like, Have find, somebody else to call. Right. Yeah. We need to have a... We need to have a separate number for that. Yeah. And that way... Trained professionals come yeah, in. Somebody out. with a gun doesn't show up. Right. And and right. then, you know, different things like, you know, different uh, levels of policing happen. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. We need to have different levels. Yeah. They do with inside themselves, but they're all trained exactly the same. So it doesn't help. Yeah. Just, yeah. The like police officers are individuals, they're responding to and dealing with. Frightening, traumatic situations. Right. So how they handle things themselves as a human is, you know, the part, the, one of the biggest parts of the equation. Yes. And that's why I said before, I think that, you know, they need to have a lot more training. And they need to have a better, somebody was saying, I guess it's um, Reverend, why is my brain not giving me his name? Al Sharpton. You know, Al, yeah. He was saying we need to have better quality people in the police force and you have to pay them more and you have to train them and spend the money on training them better. And then you have to be willing to get rid of them when they don't do the right thing. And getting rid of them, as I've said, one strike, you're out, yeah. period. Because there's no room. There's no room. You're and not going to go and over to some other police force and get, get a job over there. Right. No, like you those can't. priests like, that go rape kids it, at another church. Yeah. Yeah. We can't do that. I think he's right. I mean, I think that's pretty progressive and thoughtful of him to say about the police to hit, to the people who are listening to him. I think that, that money is an issue all around. Like we oh, need yeah. to spend some fucking money on teachers, on police officers, yes. on on our infrastructure. On people period. that aren't the billionaires. No. That's, that's what's been going on for years, yeah. is that we don't spend the money. We're, we've just been hoarding it to have, to have or to give to the rich or to appease the rich. And, in, you know, we need to spend some money, people. Right. We need it. Stop, stop talking about it's your taxes. It. it needs – nobody was going after your taxes. They're going after the rightful people that should be paying more and don't. I'm pretty sure that I've paid more taxes – in the past seven years than Donald Trump. Oh, of so, course you have. Right. So. We all have. It's crazy. It's pathetic. Because the middle class should not be taking the lump for everybody. It's another common sense thing that, that, that common sense doesn't matter, you know? 
They just, they just, common sense is right out the door. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. Well, another thing. Did you look about the Biden and Global Climate Summit? No. Read about it to, this week? I needed to. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I didn't think I needed to do much research this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you about it. Because I'm excited okay. because it, it, we've talked about this before, about the, like the pipeline and all right. of that and people being so fucking freaked out because they, you know, oh, the jobs, the jobs. Well, you know, this climate change summit, Earth oh, Day, yeah, yeah. he talked about the new energy. And I think that that it's going to create these great new jobs where the jobs aren't in coal mines where people are going to die at 50 because they've been in a coal mine. Right. Because they got black lung. Yeah. And then, you know, it just makes sense. And this was such a global forum that it's exciting. Like, there was so many countries, and even though it was virtual, it's like all these people, even Russians, Russians were there, Putin yeah. was there, and Biden had great conversations with this man, and it, it's what we all need. We need these greenhouse admissions to, to come down. We need to start looking at saving the planet. Yeah, there was, there was some other guy that was a leader because I was listening to about it on NPR on my way to work. There was a, they were talking about another leader who agreed to up the ante on his emissions plan to reduce emissions. Yeah. By, they moved their date up to tw 2030. Yeah, they all did. Yeah. So, and it was Biden who was inspiring that. I mean, I think look great. how far we've come. So, uh, some asshole on Facebook the other day was commenting on something and well first he was just such a prick because he was talking about George Floyd being a drug addict just the kind of thing I was saying you know like it was his own fault he died because he's a drug addict and I was like oh my god you're such a fucker and I couldn't even hold back like I had to like tell him like you're just ridiculously stupid <laughs> <laughs> like I love it and I did I posted some meme that was like you're the problem he was like, that stupid new, you know, the stupid current president hasn't done a damn thing. I'm like, you can't convince, you can't convince some idiot who thinks that Biden hasn't done anything that he's done something if they don't want to think he has. I mean, clearly, right. look at, look at the things he's done. Already he's had a huge summit on climate change and made deals with leaders and put us back into a position of respect. Right. And collaboration. Yeah, he put us back into the Paris Accord right. so that we could be part of that. He's up the ante on the 2030 thing, yep. which that this economically it makes sense because yep. climate change and new jobs go hand in hand. Right. I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to we're going to teach these men that were in other jobs that pipeline jobs and jobs that produced coal and things like that yeah. and we're going to teach them how to do these other jobs right. that are going to pay more be cleaner yep. and it's better for cleaner everybody for them, cleaner for their health cleaner for the country cleaner right. for the world world yeah he's he's smart he's making he's making the connection between jobs and climate and that's 
the smartest thing anybody's done. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way to get it done. Well, that was the one, I mean, one of the main reasons why I voted for him was because he said about the jobs and the climate change. Yeah. And I feel like it's been coming for a very long time. Uh, Hillary tried to introduce that, and all anybody heard was, you know, coal is out of the question anymore. So Everybody just hated her so much. There was no way to get past it. Exactly. So she tried to introduce that years ago. This is the thing, guys. It has to happen. And change has to happen. We can't keep living the way we are. So get over it and get on board. board. Get on board, people. Yeah. We have solar panels. What a fucking mistake that was. (laughs) Well, we have solar panels, too. But I did watch this documentary the other day, and it... What was it called? It was the way it was about wasting food and how much food is wasted and how globally we have all these farmers and the waste is astounding. You've got people starving in Honduras and Guatemala because they have their soil is so dry. They've had this like 10 year drought. Mm-hmm. It's to the point where the, that most of the land and that's why these people are, you know, coming to our borders. They're right. starving. Besides the fact that their government is corrupt and they have no nothing else. Right. But anyway, it was showing this couple that decided not to buy groceries. Hmm. They For six months, they did not buy any groceries. They went, which sounds really gross, but they went like dumpster diving. Uh-huh. Now, they could eat at friends' houses or at parties, but they couldn't buy, buy any food. food. Okay. Unless it was outdated and the store was throwing it away oh then they would buy it so you think it's going to be really gross right you think you're going to be dumpster diving and be just like oh my god this is so gross oh no this was incredible they were showing just so much food it wasn't even expired it wasn't wow. expired. The sell-by date, I mean, we're talking about yogurts and eggs and then tons and tons of canned goods, tons and tons of prepackaged foods that could be given away, the kind that you just add water. Right. I was amazed, and I was heartbroken because it just made me think. And, and it says that as a government or as a world – we just buy too much and it goes bad. And in 40% of people, their produce goes bad before it's used. So they throw it out and it's devastating. I, I just am like, there's so many things that I would like to do now. You know, I get it. Like I want to, we went to a farmer's market yesterday and I only bought enough for what I wanted. I'm terrible. Oh, I, I buy waste? for like two weeks and then I really only use like, Two thirds of it, and then I throw a third of it away. Like I, I'm a, I'm, I gotta get a handle on that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think Patrick does that. Like, there's too much food. He's got too much food, and yeah. and I do. I used to do that, but now that I don't have the space, right? I don't. So you get enough to cook a couple of meals, and then right. when you're done cooking those couple of meals, you get more stuff. Right, and I mean in Europe, like when I was over there, that's what you did every day. You mm-hmm. went and bought your meats or whatever. Some of the guys here stop by this local meat market every day. 
which mm-hmm. I thought was fascinating. I was like, you guys go every day? And yeah, because the guy, they butcher fresh every day. So they mm. go by there, pick up their dinner, and go home and grill it. Yeah. So anyway, that's, I really think that we need to do that as a world and stop this waste. I watched this guy. He just was throwing the edges of the celery onto the ground because it needed to look pretty. Mm. So there was all this celery that would just never be. They, he said that they tried to pick it up, but it costs more to pick it up and have people paying people to pick it up than it. Just it just didn't pay, so they couldn't do it. So, so they couldn't even just they weren't interested in picking it up and donating it to people that were hungry. They were just like, "Fuck it." Right. Well, what's the name of that documentary? Just eat it. I think it's called. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch it because I'm curious yeah. about it, and maybe it'll help me get get a little fire in my belly about behaving myself better. I don't even know why they did it. I think the guy that actually did it, I think he was a documenter. Is it, that's what it's called. Anyway, it's it's good, and they and this is the funny part. It's like they <laughs> spent two hundred dollars in six months on groceries. Their pantry w- was so full that other people were coming into their house and like shopping. <laughs> oh. Weird. Yeah. I know. I, I really can't wait to see it. It sounds really interesting to me. It really. It. I liked it. So let's go on to the what we're here for today. Anti-government, anti-vaccine, and anti-establishment. Yeah. Yeah. So why? Wow. Okay. This is strong, but why have Americans become a nation of government haters? That's what we need to talk about. It's funny because I think, you know, a few episodes ago or several episodes ago, I was saying, you know, I don't trust the government. And uh, reasonably so. The government lies and cheats and steals and is corrupt, and I don't fucking believe anything they say for the most part. I mean, I right. feel a little better with Biden there, but I know he's still probably doing some shit I don't like. But but at least I believe he's doing the things he, the things that he's doing, he's doing for the people of America, I believe. Yeah. Not to enrich himself. Right. We have so many anti-government feelings right now yeah. for everything that's gone on because of the divide. Yeah. And I think that that is the reason why we have so many theorists, you know, the bad yeah. theorists, and, and they're just making shit up because they believe that the government is doing all this. Conspiracies. Yeah. Is what I want to get at. <laughs> this, this is crazy. Okay. This is an actual conspiracy theory that is an anti one. It's called Agenda 21. Have you ever heard of it? Uh-uh. Okay, it's, it is a real thing. But the theory, the actual conspiracy theory part of it. Okay, it's the United Nations spearheaded a program to develop sustainable communities across the globe. This was agreed upon by many political leaders, including the first President Bush. But in typical fashion, the crazy theorist turned it into a conspiracy theory called by the same name and said the UN was evolved in a new world order to take away citizens' property rights. This was to be a global plan. 
I'm just like, how did they get from we're going to make sure that everybody has these beautiful communities globally and so not one part of the world is starving and the other part isn't to everybody's rights are being taken? Well, it's just like everything else that's been lately. If, If a black person gets equal rights, it takes my rights away somehow, right? Oh, yeah. You know, if if gun regulations happen, they're coming for my guns. It doesn't, just because you introduce the idea of having a background check and a three-day waiting period or something, they're taking yeah. our guns. I mean, it always is like that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, get, I didn't even think that, but yeah, I mean, it is the same thing. It really is. It's, it's the go-to. So, I mean, it's just the way that, that society is anymore. And, and, you know, if any one of those Republicans, the current Republicans, and even old, old Republicans, even the Republicans of old, if, you were, if our country is doing something for another country, they are pissed because they think that we should be doing that for our country and not for that other country. You know, America first, that kind of idea. Oh, yeah you know, opening their eyes to is that we have relationships with other countries and it's give and take. We help them and they help us. And that's how we become a superpower. That's how we stay a superpower. And the fact that we lead the way and that we take care of other people and we help them get freedoms and health and, you know, whatever, even though we can't do healthcare for our own fucking country. But in this, in, let's even talk about healthcare. If we give everyone healthcare, I mean, they feel like that's taking something away from them. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, right. I don't understand. How is that? They think that global healthcare takes away your ability to choose. That's what right. they think. And it's taking their money. They, they feel like someone's taking their money and spending it away. They don't want it to get spent. Well, what's happening right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it, what's it has happening been with happening their fucking forever. money? What's been happening with their money? How did they think that we all got these crazy checks? There was money. There <laughs> right. has did they, been did they money deposit in there. those checks? I think so. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's just it. Like, it's the same thing. You, they don't understand. That they have the money. There is the money. They're just spending it in terrible places. These stupid plans are getting the money. Yeah. Um, it's, it's being treated like if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and you get this m- amount of money. Instead of it being doled out for the American people. I mean, right. we pay taxes. It should be used to help us. That's what it's for. That's society. That's how right. it works. So when you pay your taxes, guys, that's when you pay your taxes, that's what it's for. And there's plenty of taxes to go around. So my next question is this. When did it become at such a large rate? I'm not sure it happened just at Trump. I think it happened... Oh, no. You know, I think it well, has been happening. For, it's 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 been happening forever. I mean, it's the reason yeah. why racism exists. You know, I mean, it's, true. it's 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 been happening since the Indians and slavery, and it's all been the same well, thing. Well, the anti-government establishment. 
Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, when when Abraham Lincoln was introducing legislation to free the slaves, there was a civil war, <laughs> which was yeah. part of the United States trying to secede and become their own country, anti-government. So scary. I feel like Texas probably tries to do that a lot. <laughs> Since the establishment of the government, there's been a lot of anti-government. And, you know, I think... I became more anti-government during Trump because, well, clearly, just reasonably so, <laughs> because what a shit right. show that was, like, every day. And the fact yeah. that it could even get there was just so disheartening, and that people would support him and like him was just disgusting. That really turned me off. But then, you know, I just, I don't, I realize I never did trust the government. I didn't believe the government was telling me the truth at least 50% of the time. <laughs> You know? Yeah. The more I did my research because of hating Trump, only because I couldn't believe that he was voted in, the more I realized how much everybody before him was pretty just like him. bad, too. But he's just bad on a platter. You know, right. he's just out there for you to see it. Right. So Reagan was terrible. Yeah. You know? and, and now oh, well, Reagan I mean, is like some kind of hero or some shit. Yeah. Same with baby Bush. We have a very short memory. Yeah. You know, little George Bush did terrible things. And yeah. now we're all like, oh, because he likes immigration. Oh, because you know? he's not Trump. I mean, we well, like him and more. all because he's not Trump. That's another also one. Because he's not the president anymore. Yeah. It's easier to like him when he's not in not butchering the English language on TV every day. <laughs> <laughs> Right? My God. I hated him for that. You're I know. right. I, I remember like, I that. Had, I bought Christmas cards that were like anti-George Bush Christmas cards. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, my gosh. I have to remember what, I mean, I'm trying to remember what they, it was all like him mispronouncing words. They were like real. Oh, that's so funny. I know. But see, <laughs> if you if you go through the, uh, like a montage of what Trump did, it's the same thing. Right. It's. You know, that's where you get that, oh, my gosh, like, what is wrong with you? Trump used to do that, too. He would just make words up. I know. And it's, where did that word come from? <laughs> Bigly. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yes. You know. Oh. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, you know, and so I think, I think that anti-government has been a theme forever. And... I don't know that I, I mean, I'm pro-government in a lot of ways. My dad's a libertarian. I was thinking about this just now, you know, libertarians are anti-government. They're, they believe that government shouldn't rule us and that we should be able to do whatever we want, basically. He sure did deposit those checks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, I feel like, hey, man, where's your moral high ground on this whole philosophy that you carry around all the time? Well, they'll they'll suspend that for a minute when you're just putting two, you know, four grand in your bank account. Right. Categorize it, put it right. over here, and justify it. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And that's what happens. I just still remembered also like the Oklahoma bombing for me was the turning point of oh my goodness, like these people that don't like the government are for real. Oh yeah. Before it was that used to happen. And then when Timothy McVeigh came into my 
conscience. It was like, whoa, there is people that are very dangerous and this is a thing, yeah. you know, and this is a big thing. And I also read that, I didn't know this about him, but he read this book called The Turner Diaries. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. It's a 1978 fiction novel. It's fiction. Mm-hmm. And it's about a violent revolution in the U.S. that leads to nuclear war and the systematic extermination of any and all non-whites. Oh my God! Yeah, of so the it's in the world. A Bible for a bunch yeah, in that right. And I'm and it's still a cult classic with racists and oh, sure. white supremacists. I'm sure the Proud Boys are walking around with copies of it right now. Yeah, and that's just another thing, like. This is for next week. This is like a little a thing for next week is, you know, free speech. Yeah. Free speech is is a book like this that's going to incite, you know, make people crimes. incite hate and things like that. Is that something that we protect? Is that protected speech? Right. Is it, is it should be protected speech? Well, I think one, I think. In the situation where we have domestic terrorism as one of our front problems and somebody in some group of people just stormed to the Capitol and killed police officers, uh, I think that it has crossed over into inciting violence. And when you incite violence, you're no longer protected by the First Amendment. Well, that's the litmus test, right? When violence comes out of what you've said... And crimes are committed because of the words you speak or write or say. That's when they can start prosecuting you for it and make it illegal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a system for that, you know. And if we apply the system the way but it's intended, this was an this was a fiction novel. Yeah, not but it was for real. But it was it has if if it's being used by groups. To feed a frenzy of hate and violence, it's no yeah. longer just a book. Well, we're going to become get a weapon. That. We're going to get right. into that next week. Yeah. I've got. Right. I'm excited because there's another documentary I'm going to get you to watch this okay, week. Okay, so you got to give me some heads up because you know my crazy ass schedule. schedule. Oh, I will. I will. Okay. Um, okay, let's do the anti-vaccine movement. Okay. I want to. I want to get into. I got a this. lot on that. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference between anti-vaxxers and people who have vaccine hesitancy? Well, it's funny because I think like a lot of people don't get the flu shot, but they did get the chickenpox and the hepatitis A and B and measles, you know, because their parents got that for them when they were kids. But then as they grew right. up, then they were like, okay, now I, I don't trust the government. This is hand in hand. Uh, the government might be infecting us with something. I think a lot of minorities feel that way. And maybe right. reasonably so because the government has done so many horrible things to marginalized groups. Yep. But, I mean, like, I was talking to my neighbors yesterday, and the, they just had a new baby. They have a, to- they have a like, four-year-old. She might be three. And then they have a new baby. And the mom got vaccinated. She's a teacher, but she's teaching remotely, but 
she's still got vaccinated because she needs to be. I, I was talking about how my best friend's husband is kind of follows conspiracy theories. I don't know that I would call him a conspiracy theorist because he's intelligent enough not to say enough about that that I could like be like, he is a conspiracy theorist. But <laughs> he does follow them. And so I don't think people follow them unless they are. Um, unless they're right. doing research so they could talk about it. And he doesn't talk about it. So that makes me think, okay, if he was doing research to talk about it, well, he sure hasn't talked any shit about those conspiracy theories, has he? <laughs> and so I was, we were talking to our neighbors. We were talking about that we were fully vaccinated now. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I got my first vaccination. And so then I said, well, you know, and my best friend, she was scared to get it. And she did get her first shot now because, I, and I don't know if I had anything to do with it, but I did kind of shame her and give her my, my speech that I give everyone, who, which I gave my neighbors too. <laughs> but anyway, my neighbor was like pointing at her husband, like every time I said something about my best friend's husband, she was like, oh yeah, my husband too. Yeah, my husband. That's exactly like my husband. <laughs> and so I could, and he wasn't saying a fucking word. And I was uh -oh. like, well, how are those measles treating you? <laughs> I said, how are you feeling about that polio? <laughs> and what about your hepatitis A and B that <laughs> fucked y'all up all that time during your life? They were laughing, but he wasn't laughing very hard. But I was like, really? I mean, come on. You know, and the problem with people not trusting this vaccine to me is this vaccine didn't come out of thin air. This vaccine happened because... We have a long history of making successful vaccines, and they used the basis, the understanding of how to do vaccines that have been successful all this time to create this vaccine. And they were able to do it right. quickly because they've had so much success so far. Right. Now, we got really fucking lucky because AIDS doesn't have a vaccine, does it? And it's a virus. There's Herpes doesn't have a vaccine, and it's a virus. Do we have that global pandemic push um thought process and push exactly right well aids we and i guess we didn't because it was supposed to be the gay disease you know and so it wasn't important enough to get a vaccine well they've come up with a lot of treatments but and i would venture to say if there was a vaccine for it they would have come up with it and i would have taken it they came up with a vaccine for hpv and that's a virus but i don't know right. how successful that's been because i think hpv has morphed and changed but i got my daughter vaccinated for it yeah i got my daughter vaccinated for it well if you had a daughter what would you do and she said i would vaccinate yeah. i would vaccinate her oh your neighbor you know said that. i mean if the doctor's willing to vaccinate themselves you know why wouldn't i right exactly i just feel like some of these anti-vaxxers they they jumped on this bandwagon of celebrities that said it was, oh, the vaccines cause autism, autism. in children. Right. And I'm, there's no study. There's it's not unproven. one single yeah, totally study unproven. that proves right. that. Yeah, yeah. It was somebody's, I think this is what caused it. It's funny because I have a theory about what causes it. You know, that's, it's just my theory and I'm not a scientist, but I feel like what we've done to our food is what's caused it. Like that we processed our food yeah. To such a degree, and we added all these things to it that aren't that we put non-food in our food, and yeah. then everybody lives on that. Well, we don't have nutrients like we used to right. have in our food that's grown. 
because we've yeah. taken all that because of over farming. Uh, right, and we and we gave a bunch of antibiotics, and we gave a bunch of fucking growth shit to our produce and or to our I'm sorry, our animals and stuff. And don't tell me that hasn't had some kind of horrible effect on our population. And the thing that sticks out to me is that we started having a rash of kids with autism. Now, see, this is where I'm not going to agree with you okay. with, uh, completely because I feel like autism is something that was completely underdiagnosed yeah. at, forever. And when doctors got a better handle on the diagnostics of it and were able to pinpoint and say, okay, the, here's a spectrum, here's yeah. what we need to see, this is... Now it's just being diagnosed. Yeah, we used to it's call just it being retarded, diagnosed more. Right. A lot of the autism is like your crazy uncle that they leave that stayed with your grandmother his whole life, or it's right. The, the right, just right. think back crazy. of the weird. So kid. crazy would be another thing we called it. Like yeah, and then there were high functioning people who like would be Aspergers, and that Correct. would just be somebody who had you know a problem with social skills, and you know was a nerd or a geek. Right. Or we or, left them right. in a lab. Like, they are, they're over there in the lab. That's so, you know. Yeah. They work isolate, in an isolated environment. But they're really smart. Right. And they were also able to hide it. Like, my um, father-in-law was his father thought he could beat the weirdness out of him. Uh -huh. So, he was, you know, he was taught to manage his autistic his skills. Like, he... Yeah, they, he sent him to, like, special schools, which were really schools for delinquents. And, you know, the man, so this was back in the 60s because he's 65, I believe, maybe 68. First time I ever met him, my husband's like, okay, so when you talk to him, he's going to do this or he's going to do that. Or, you know, he's just not, he's not like everybody else. That's what Wilson said. And so when I first met him and I saw his manner mannerisms and things like that, having been a teacher, I, w I was up on these kind of things. And, and I have had an Asperger's child in my class. So when we left, I was like, honey, he's not weird. He's got autism. And he's like, what? He had no idea yeah. what it was because his his younger bro half brother is the exact same way so did they get diagnosed no he never okay. got diagnosed he's right. functioned he's functioned throughout his whole life he's just got such quirky intricity is that the word in um anyway that word that you used for <laughs> for people with eccentric kind oh, of behavior yes yeah yeah so he just has that. And so I, yeah. that's why I feel like... So he's quirky. Yeah, he's quirky. Very quirky. And sometimes, you know, he does things that aren't nice, but he doesn't realize that. He doesn't realize it, you know? Okay. Because he's very, he's very selfish and into himself. Well, I think that's, you know, I mean, I, I hate to call out people on here sometimes, but somebody I know well is... is I, I think those people tend to be what we would... What we would say would be very narcissistic or self-absorbed. Yes. Right. But I think it's because they have a lack of ability to 
connect with others and empathize with others. Yes, yes, that's Their lack exactly of connection right. leads to a lack of empathy, but it doesn't make them like sociopathic like sociopaths are or, you know, no. it's more like just an inability to connect. Yes, exactly and right. And thrive. Sometimes an inability to thrive too. Yes, sometimes. If, if not nurtured well. Right. That's what, I mean, that's my thing on autisms. I think there's still an uptick. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think this was way highly under uh, recognized, understood, and then diagnosed. And it probably still is to some degree. Uh, sometimes they're also over-diagnosing it, you know. Right. Just like bipolar, everybody's bipolar now because they decided every time you go in and you have any kind of a problem, they'll give you a 15-minute test that determines whether you're fucking bipolar. Yeah, that seems strange. I'm like, yeah, if you haven't sat and talked to me for some extended period of time, uh, don't try to diagnose me as anything. <laughs> you know, that happened. I went to my mom's doctor and she gave me some, literally, a 15-minute, it took me 15 minutes to complete this form that was trying to diagnose me as bipolar. And I figured it out and I said, hey, are you trying? What's what's the purpose of this? And she was like, "Oh, I think you should try this medication called Seroquel." I mean, this is the first time I met that bitch. Wow! And she and I didn't. I was young and kind of dumb, and I mean, I figured out that 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 test was about. I figured out what that was about, but I had stopped taking an antidepressant, and I told her that that I had discontinued an antidepressant, cold turkey on my own. And I didn't have any bad side effects from it or anything, but I just wanted her to know that, right? And so then she gives me this form to fill out. Then she tells me she wants to take she she wants me to take Seroquel. She gives me some examples of Seroquel, which don't even have like instructions with them or tell you anything about what that drug does or anything. Like if you got a prescription, a pharmacist would explain them to you or give you a big long sheet that says a bunch of shit on it. You know, but right. instead, these are just pills she handed me in a little box when I walked out the door. So I didn't know anything about them. So like a dipshit, not knowing anything about them, I took one at the end of my work day thinking, okay, I'll take, I won't take it while I'm at work, you know, but I'll just take it before I go home so that I'll have it, have taken it and I can see what it's like when I'm at home. Right. But I took it before I left and I didn't know it was going to hit me real quick. And I literally fell asleep four times while I was driving home. <gasps> and my car, like, hit the curb, and it woke me up and ran off the road a little bit into the grass, and it woke me up. And I didn't Holy get hurt. Shit. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill myself. I didn't have an accident. It was a miracle. And then I was like, that fucking doctor, she should have <laughs> told me, like, this is going to knock your ass out. Right. You know? Like, she didn't tell me anything about that shit. I threw it right in the trash. Wow. That's scary. I don't know why I went off on a tangent. <laughs> but, you know. but, I mean, well, it kind of is like that's the reason why people don't trust. Yeah. Because of stupid shit like that. Right. Like that was irresponsible. That was unethical what she did. Right. right. And then and my mom's like, oh, I love her as a doctor. And I should have known right then. <laughs> Don't ever go to her. <laughs> like, I, mean, I guess she just gave my mom whatever she wanted or something. That's why my mom liked her. I'm not sure. Yeah. Clear. She was the worst. Wow. And I went over yeah. to my mom and said, what in the fuck? You should never go back to that doctor. I feel like that 
that is part of the issues with the country and their, you know, our drug, our prescription drug problem is because of people like that. Now you're, it was probably a long time ago, but it was, it's, you know, I think now doctors need to be liable for shit. Yeah. And they They have been being good. You're right. When you give a sample, that doctor should have explained everything that was going to happen. Like my doctor, even when I got my new hormone pills, I was like, so when should I, she's like, don't, this one is for the morning. This one's for the evening because this evening one is going to make you sleepy. Right. See? So, yeah. I mean, what do they think when we walk out of there? We're not going to go out into our lives and cause, I could have killed someone. You know, right. in that situation, it, there wasn't even anything on that pillbox that said "Don't drive when you take this." Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you know, she was getting samples, and it made me think afterwards too that if she could get me to uh, get a prescription for that drug, that she would get a kickback, and it would make her wow. rich. You know, probably. And a lot of doctors are motivated by money. And so this is the other thing that makes people suspicious of vaccines, anything related to medicine, anything related to government. I mean, yeah, it's reasonable to be suspicious. It is. It is. It's just like the, you know, you're just anti-everything, which is anti-establishment, every, right. everything, you know, at that point. That's where it all congregates is yeah. because you have these things that happen to you through life. And it just makes you weary of believing anything. Yeah. And more so for some people, I feel like. Right. Because, like, I'm a really optimistic person. Generally, like, my personality is upbeat, optimistic, making a joke, having a good time. You know, like, that's who I am. So when I get down, it's for a little bit, but then I just get back up, usually. But for people who tend to be down... (laughs) if they start to get these feelings, then it just feeds that the way they already feel and kind of the way they already think. If they have depression or if they have, you know, a glass is half empty kind of attitude about life. Right. People reaffirm their feelings. So I feel like nowadays that's what they do. Like everything is about reaffirming people that believe things like right. it's okay it's, and it's about you know, like when you think something you can go on the internet and look and you can find something that confirms what you think or you can find something the opposite of what you think and you're going to choose the thing yeah. that confirms what you think and that's the time of life we're in right now that's where society is at so you don't right. ever have to consider another opinion if you don't want to that's correct. I mean, in the last 30 years, it's been more and more people ignoring facts, ignoring data for the benefit of their big mouth rhetoric. Rhetoric, yeah. You know, I do. And and their, you know, maybe social status within their group, you know, because their friends think like they think and then they all band together and it gets bigger. That's true. And it becomes These, some, it, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's the domination of these group of people if you go back to like voting if you go they use their vote as an expression of protest instead of you know banding together and this is our vote in protest you know solidarity and stuff like that think about like 
I mean, I've long been saying that I would vote for the lesser evil a lot. You know, there's been lots and lots of times where I'm like, well, I don't really like the candidates, so I'll vote for the least shitty one. You know, right. <laughs> because then at least yeah. the least shitty one might get in. <laughs> you know, if it was <laughs> up to me, those wouldn't be the candidates, <laughs> but they are. So, I mean, I think that that lends itself to it, too. I mean, a lot of the time we don't have good choices. Right. And we don't have a choice that fits what we would want. That's true. And and so you end up already having to make a choice for something you don't really want or choose not yeah. to vote. And have I told you, like, Matthew's yeah. thing, Matthew's thing about Trumpers and these these groups of uh, people who can't give up the ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's like, those people never had friends. And when Trump came along... They found each other, and they had a group of friends. And so they finally felt validated and like they had friend group and that they had some, you know, solidarity, some power. They're not going to give that up easily. It's lonely. That's true. <laughs> without that. It's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, you're right. It's like a club. They it's have their club. own little club that they can talk to each other about. Right. And now they have validation and friends. Really, right. I think it comes down to largely, it's like a gang. Like, when you're in a gang, you have a family. So it's like a gang. And they have no, because, uh, you know, I'm sitting down here with all the Trumpers. But yep. they do not think that anybody else... Matters. Yeah. Well, they don't think that people do not disagree with them. Like, oh. I have people that just say stuff to me as if I believe everything that they say. Right. What, what is your response to that, typically? Usually, I walk away. Oh, I usually say, hey, you know, I think that you're entitled to your opinions and ideas, but, you know, I don't think we should have discussions about that subject matter. <laughs> I can't. I, like, I, I literally can't say anything because... The people that hire, the, all the people that Wilson works with and mm -hmm. all his connections, that's who they are. And if I came out and said anything against it, Wilson would be blackballed. So they don't see his, the, he's not friends with any of them on Facebook or on social media or anything? Not really. Not like that. Okay. He doesn't post things that are that have that's why he can't that's a lot of the times why he can't on his personal page he can't like put our stuff out there yeah yeah but i mean that's they so know me but they think that they also think that he doesn't i think they think that he's just married to a yankee and that's it you know like she has these opinions yeah so like he's at a friend's fishing right now and he'll probably say something like oh Renee's doing her podcast or whatever and usually people are like oh what is it about and he'll, he'll just say he'll be like you know it's nothing that you're going to want to listen to because he it's just a you know her and her cousin talking so he just kind of moves it along so that it's yeah. not talked about and yeah. that's just the that's just you know the reality that we're in it, it just is yeah, but the nice the nice part on your side, like yesterday I was shaming Matthew because I was like showing him, I was like, look at the thousand times Wilson liked our stuff on uh, our podcast. I was like, so, have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> and he's like, well, remember I listened to it once. I was like, well, we have 11 episodes now. So you've listened to one? 
he's like, <laughs> he's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and he Wilson enjoys it. Like he right. he has it on all the time. So he's nice. always he I enjoys it. <laughs> I know he's really great. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's always somebody that just really lifts you up and thinks thinks about your you know, what's going on in your life kind of thing. That's he's so the opposite nice. of his father. That's so great. Yeah. Well, it and um, I think it Matthew's is. interested in it, but you know what? I mean, he is a nerd. So, like, he's watching YouTube videos about how to take apart and put together iPods. Yeah. And Mac Pros, which are, like, all over. I mean, that's over. But anyway, right. he doesn't think so. <laughs> so then he's ordering old iPods and parts and shit from oh, yeah, eBay. You, yeah, you talked about Then he that. sits in there for hours and tries to rebuild iPods. And I'm like, how many fucking iPods do you need? And he's like, I don't know. Like, it would be nice to have eight. Because <laughs> then we could have one in each place full of music. And we could always just turn it on and have the music wherever we're at. It's like, well, that's, I guess that's okay, you know, as long as it's music I want to listen to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this is like hours and hours of his time. And I'm like, wow. dude, I got some chores for you. <laughs> and one of them is not listening to my podcast. See, that's just it. Wilson listens to it like when he's doing other stuff. Right. So, yeah, like he's either driving or like he's cleaning something out or he's yeah. just, that's what he does. Let's get to the word of the week. Yeah. I think we're all anti-doubt. The unions. Yeah. Okay, so this I brought up because of the Amazon union thing and unions yeah. in general and how they get such a bad connotation. And I, I have to say that Wilson is a union man. Uh-huh. And, and it protects him and helps him a lot, doesn't it? It does, and then I get frustrated with it. When he was a union... Well, what are the negatives? Okay, so when he goes... The union, first of all, they take money out of your pay. So how whether much? Whether you want it or not. It's dues, but it's some somewhere in the vicinity of, I'm going to say, 90 to to $100 a month. That's not that bad. Well, I think it's bad for some people. Like, it, that's a lot. Not for what they do for you. They They make sure you get paid more. So it's probably not... Any more than a portion of what they make sure you get paid more. That's what the concept is. The reality, it doesn't always okay. come to be. Okay, so when he was in the unions at the paper mill, and I am for the union. Like, I'm not saying I'm anti. I'm just giving you some. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear the real deal. I mean, and we're paying these dues on a monthly basis, right? right? And yes, you get representation, you get all these things, but these are lay people. Like these, are, they're not professionals in oh. having conversations. They're not. Oh, uh, debate. So they're not. You're not getting. You get this so-called professional, but in the twelve years that he was at the paper mill, the pay went down, the oh. benefits were gone. It was like. Whoever was the person in charge that actually did the contracts could not have been that smart. Now, I don't even know what goes on there now, but nobody has any pension anymore. It was as if they brought to the table just the worst case scenario. And then the person that was in the union 
or in charge of the union tries to put in two or three more things and thought that they got the best deal they could get instead yeah. of real debate. Right. Kind of like our government. <laughs> I, yes, they get representation. And I feel like, you know, Wilson was a huge union guy. He thought, you know, you really needed it. And in those scenarios, especially with the trades, I think that you do. Because these sons of bitches out here will take advantage. Right. And higher, you know, low wages, which is unsafe. Yeah. Uh, people that don't know their trade, which is unsafe. So there's good and bad. I just think that some of the these companies like Amazon and Boeing, like uh -huh. especially Boeing, Boeing needs some oh, yeah. union. They do. And so there that. was unions in Boeing, Washington State, but not Boeing, Austin, Charleston. Well, I think retail people need unions all of them yeah. because yeah, the the like walmart that matthew works at they get away with some fucked up shit you know i mean right. they really they're a large employer they underpay their employees they make them work crazy hours that are just run them into the ground real bad like he got a little promotion i'm sharing his information but they changed their whole structure so they changed it from managers assistant managers and associates to where you're either a team lead or an associate. And then there's a store manager. So all the team leads are approximately the same level of hierarchy. And yeah. then the associates are, are below or the whole group that's below them. So they offered Matthew a team lead position and he didn't want to take it because, you know, he knows that when you move up in Walmart, your life gets fucked. I was saying, you know, this is, why wouldn't you try it? I mean, he was going to turn it down without even talking to his manager. So I talked him into talking to his manager about it. And I said, why don't you tell him what, what you feel? And he wouldn't offer you the position if he didn't think that you could do it. But are you afraid that if you either can't do it or don't want to do it, you'll get fired then? Because he's been there for 26 years. But they fire people like that. Yeah. They just yep. get rid of them after 26 years for no good reason other than they don't want to fucking pay them anymore. Right. And Matthew's a young man. He's still 47. The manager told him that if you don't like it, if you want to step down, I will let you do that. And you can try it out. Well, then they told him they would get one weekend off a month. And that's how they sold it, right? Like Matthew was getting like three weekends off a month and we had a lot of time together before I would give back the dollar fifty he got raise per hour for to have our weekends back together. The weekend turned out to be Friday and Saturday. <gasps> he Liar. almost That's never gets weekend. two days off. Uh, three three weeks a month he doesn't get two days off together. He gets one weekend day and one weekday separated out, and then one weekend a month he gets Friday and Saturday or Sunday and Monday, which means we never, ever get a whole weekend off together. And I was like, oh, my God, if, why did they even tell you that you would get one weekend a month? Because that's fucking bullshit. And he said, well, they think Sunday, Monday is a weekend. I was that's like, well, not who the weekend. fuck told That's not a weekend. Yeah. If we had known that, you wouldn't have taken that position. Right. I, I think he likes the position, but I, I feel like, you know, I wish he would go and bust. He could. He would make less, but I don't care. I want right. a husband. Right. <laughs> I don't want a roommate. 
Right. And so that th- so then if he had had union representation, you're saying that anything in Walmart, which I'm surprised that Walmart hasn't been unionized. I am too. That that one weekend a month would have been a would have they would have towed the line on that. Right. Exactly right. And that's and that's what happened, you know, at the mill. Like you there the benefits clearly outweighed the the negatives on that because Although after many years of the, you just seeing the decline, you, you you were kind of like, I, I just don't see the point of yeah. paying these dues when we're getting nothing. They're not doing. I mean, they're they, not doing anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, they tried to make it sound like you were. You were. You, oh, but this was the best deal we could get. No. Oh, well, bull, well, I could have got that right. deal for my own fucking self. Right. I mean, unions need to be key negotiators. They need to be in there. Really fighting for the safety standards, getting better wages, the benefits, the health cares, the retirement, all of that. That's what you're fighting for. That's what it is. Right. Right. Quality of life. Yes. And right now, and this is probably reasons why Walmart, though, I mean, it's just more difficult now to do traditional unions. Yeah. It just is. Like, it's just too many. The skilled labor is spread out. They Mm -hmm. can fight against it because they have that whole, you know, anti-establishment thing going on and you don't want unions. Unions are an old idea. You don't want someone controlling you. Like you need to be able to make your own choices. Exactly. And and that's what these, you know, big corporations are going Selling them a lie. Your fear. I remember uh, our family friend worked for UPS in the union and he really took advantage of that shit. <laughs> so the UPS union was great. Yeah. And I remember like he always he he was always fucked up. Something always happened with him. I think he got a DWI. Well, he's a UPS driver. <laughs> you know, wow. You lose your job if you get a DWI and your license gets suspended for some period or whatever. But the union negotiated for him and they got him where he got to work loading trucks until his license was reinstated for work and he got to keep his job. Yeah. Um, I remember like even for some portion of that, maybe he even got like unemployment for a while and got to come back or something. It was like crazy. Yeah. And he caused that. He got the DWI. Right. So then I think he also had like something where he popped positive on a piss test, but they, they protected him from that. Yes, I was going to say, that's what the mill did. But, like, if you popped out on a test, then you would, if you said, I need help before the, you know, if you knew you you were, you totally failed that test, you, right. if you said, I need help, then they automatically had to send you to rehab, yep. send you to, uh, you to do keep all your job. This. Yeah, you right. got to keep your job and come back to the same job. Yep. And then he also, then uh, not much longer f- after that, he w- was a motorcycle rider, and he hit a cow in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, a cow. He hit a cow, and he was, like, horribly injured. And he had to be out of work for, like, six months, and he got paid the whole time. <laughs> what? Like, what the fuck? I need, a, I need a union. Yeah. That way, when all the traumas that happen in life, I'll still be able to pay my rent. <laughs> That's just it. If you... If you use the union, you get good representation. And I'm just saying that I don't feel like Wilson's does was. I don't think and, it was. Yeah, and I don't think so either. Yeah. They haven't been supported. They've been being dragged down. They've been dissipating. 
Yeah, it's more of a business for them now. Yeah. It's more of a business and not really what it was meant to be, which was to protect people right. and protect all the things that, especially with trades, when it's a dangerous job. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing because, you know, Wilson's job is dangerous. It, it, it has been. It always has been. Right. So that's why, you know, they get paid the money they get paid. But, you know, safety is, should be priority one. Top one. Right. Top thing. Top one. Yeah. So that's why the unions did work in that benefit. It was a benefit for that. For that, I don't know. I just think that it's topless just dancers too... need a union, huh? <laughs> topless dancers need a union. Yeah, prostitutes need a union. Well, everybody needs representation outside of themselves because you don't always fight for yourself, right? So you do need. I mean, I feel like cosmetologists need a union. Oh, yeah. In fact, there is a union you can, but. It it didn't swell to the size I think people thought it would. Right. You know, because cosmetology, sorry gals, but we are a flighty bunch. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's just a devil-may-care kind of trade. Yeah. You know, you either really are into it and you do really, really well, and then some people just use it as a, a fallback. I just think that there's a lot out there that, we should be doing to protect our workers to make it safe for our workers and unions are not over guys they're not over and i don't think they should be either these corporations need to step up and start paying their employees better stop Mm -hmm. bitching about health insurance giving them health insurance making sure they don't get sexually harassed right and then stop bitching that people are asking for too much money or asking for a living wage or that, you know, God forbid they ask for clean environment. Yeah. Stop. You know, you, and this is, you also, people are, or these employee, uh, employers are saying that there is a shortage of people. I see signs everywhere. Right now, hiring, hiring, yeah, hiring, hiring. Yep, I was I was getting three interviews a week. Wow, that's While crazy. I was looking. Well, see, that's just it. Like people, I I have th- I don't think it has anything to do with unemployment, but it has everything to do with people realizing that they're not getting paid correctly. Right. So I mean, if that's what unemployment just did for the country, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, like we might be we might be making some strides here. Right. And I'm sorry, like fast food people, you guys pay your employees, pay them what they're worth. That's not an easy job. Right. Every, I I think about that. I I mean, why do some jobs just, you get screwed and other jobs, you don't. I make pretty good money, but not great to be a very experienced paralegal. But Matthew's been at his job for 26 years and he... Doesn't make it's not right for 26 years. He be he should be paid more, he should be valued too, and he should get some fucking weekends off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's it. Kick think, him in the balls. Know, oh my god, if you know, if Walmart got unionized, I mean, Ugh, the country would go trouble. into shock. Oh, yeah, I really would like to try again one time. Years ago, a couple years ago, Wilson and I went a whole year, I think I told you, a whole year without buying, with only buying from America. Only buying things that were made in America. Mm -hmm. It was a difficult year. 
I never yeah. stepped foot in a Walmart because everything there is, yep. is from somewhere else. Yep. I mean, I had to buy, if I bought something, I had to buy something that was, yes, more expensive. Yep. It was more expensive because it wasn't made by some little Guatemalan child Sweatshop. that is starving to death. Yes. Right. You know, stop worrying about how much you have and look at the quality of the things that you do possess. And that's right. And you're, what you you're need to look a good at. one to speak to that because you've reduced down to live in a tiny home and have taken stock in a way that most people haven't, though there's been a big movement for that. So, how anti are you? I was reading your little blurb here about am I anti or am I just unsatisfied? Yeah. And I think I'm more unsatisfied than anti. I think government is important and it has a place. I am definitely pro vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be anti men. Right. I love my husband. You know, but I have a, I feel like I'm, the things I'm anti about are probably, I'm prejudiced against rich people and men. <laughs> and I think, yeah. And Trumpers kind of, you know, and Trumpers like the Republicans that are out of their minds and the conspiracy theory stuff. I think that if we were both anti, this podcast would be going a so different direction. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that we are both just unsatisfied with the way things are. And I think being unsatisfied with something is a door open to changing it and not just saying, okay, I'm anti this and this is the way I'm going to be. I don't feel like that there's any future for somebody that's anti. Right. But if you're just unsatisfied, I think it means you have hope. Right. And I guess I should say... I'm unsatisfied with men and not anti-men because, you know, there are many men that I love and have a lot of respect for. You know, I can't imagine my life without a bunch of men in it. I just hate the patriarchal society, and I've been pretty disgusted by it for a long time. Right. Sometimes that makes me feel very anti. But, but that's not really true. Yeah. I don't think you are anti. I think that you you see, if you see prejudice or you see things that you don't agree with, I think that you are a type of person that's going to recognize that you don't like it and mm -hmm. you're going to say something. And feel passionate. And feel passionate about yeah. it. And I just feel, yeah, I don't feel like you, you are anti anything. I don't feel no. like I'm anti anything. That's nice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I know. You might give me more credit than I deserve. I feel like that <laughs> I feel like that maybe I am anti hoarders. Like things people that I don't think that you should buy more than you need. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should use more than you need. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I just don't understand the thought process of having a lot of stuff. Of stuff. It's just stuff and you don't It's so it funny you. when you said that cuz I looked up at my I'm sitting in front of my cabinet that serves as kind of a, well, it's a big cabinet and it has a big section that has glass and I can see in it. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole section here that has like some things from Nanny that I will never use, dude. I've never used them. They aren't even my style, but they're in there and I can see them and it makes me think about Nanny. Maybe right. I will use them. I have to yeah. use them because they're here and I'm not getting rid of them. Right. But then I have like, I mean, I have some things up there that are just sentimental 
And probably I don't really need them, but I just fucking can't get rid of them. <laughs> I really like to live by the philosophy that I keep things that I like. Okay. Like, I don't just have it to have it or that it's the new trend or I see it in a store. Oh, but I if I look at it, it, it makes me feel like a home, homey thing. Okay, like, that, I have one coffee I like mug. That. I have one coffee mug. Like, that. that's it. It's just a reminder to me every day. This coffee mug, like, you know, I feel like I would not give this up because... It's the only one. <laughs> It, well, number one, it's the only one. <laughs> it used to not be. But yeah, I mean, I try to keep things down to a very small minimum of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I just look around and, and I don't see anything that I really don't need or like. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's something. I think we're doing better about that. We do have a garage full of shit that we need to purge. And that could be a good plan for the for this next upcoming time. Yeah. I think that the pandemic has brought that to the forefront with a lot of people. Because when you have to be in your house and you have to be surrounded by all the shit that you have accumulated, I don't think it makes you feel nice. Right. I really don't. I can't stand clutter. So yeah. that's, that's just me. I agree with that. <laughs> I like, I mean, I've been thinking lately, I'm like, I finally hit that age where I kind of have everything that I need. Right. So I don't need to buy anything else. I mean, if I buy something, I have to get rid of something. Yeah. So I just did that. I bought a chair and I'm getting rid of a chair. And I bought an oven and I got rid of the old oven. So I like sold it and I sold, I'm selling the chair. So I'm kind of at least paying a little bit of the new one with the old one. Right. But... I do want to upgrade my kitchen. So that is a worthwhile expenditure. Right. That's all I need to buy is like tile and cabinets. <laughs> Just <laughs> you doing <know>. stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll redo those cabinets because you have good cabinets. Except they don't go up to the ceiling. So I think I'm going to replace the top cabinets and then put new doors on the bottom cabinets. New there front doors. Yeah. It's something new. Coming up with the dream. And it's making do. It's make and do. I yeah. love that. Okay. Next week, we'll be discussing safe spaces and free speech. What do you mean by safe spaces? Well, when we're done, I'll give you, I'll give you some documentary okay. stuff that I'm going to send oh, to good, you. Oh, good, good. Okay. Yeah. And that's, it's safe spaces is like this new thing about why have we always given these children safe spaces? Okay. You see? Yeah. And the word of the week will be triggers. Alrighty. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you like us, please share us with your friends. Or piss off your conservative relatives and share with them. We don't care. We would really appreciate any comments. We would love to please share comment. your... Huh? Yes, please, please comment. Huh? Please comment. I want some comments because I want to be able to have that. some uh, banter with anyone who's listening. Even if it's Wilson. <laughs> I know. Maybe some I opinions, your views. <laughs> I would love to hear some of your views and opinions of what we've done. Uh, maybe something that you've overheard on, and you have a story. We really want to hear hear from you. And then, you, if you follow us, you'll see what we're saying all week on Facebook. What the f America? Instagram. What the f underscore America? Twitter at America. What the f? And that'll do it for this week. We are not anti. 
No, no. We, are, we are half full. We are half full. All right. <laughs> I'm Renee Jones. And I'm Melissa House. Thanks for listening to What the, what fuck, the fuck, America? America?